0: You're listening to Shalice's Podcast. Well, I'm going to pray. We're going to hop in. We're going to get this thing done. Okay, here we go. Well, Father, thank you for yet another broadcast. Thank you for this opportunity to share what is on your heart today with your favorite kids about New Covenant prophecy, Father. Thank you that prophecy is designed to be a way of life and that in the New Covenant, it's good news just like everything else in the New Covenant, because we have union with you, Jesus. We are seated right now in heavenly places, even though we're seated somewhere here on the planet as well. And so I thank you, Father, that you are going to speak today, Father. You're going to release revelation. You're gonna release strategy. You're gonna renew minds, Father. You're gonna course correct. You're gonna give us whatever it is that we need to make forward progress, supernatural progress in our purpose and in our destiny. And we thank you that just like everything else in the kingdom, everything we need has already been provided. And so we step into the finished works of Jesus today. We rejoice that we know you. We acknowledge who we are in Christ. And we thank you, Father, that you are leading the way. Speak through my mouth today. Think through my mind and set us free with the truth, God, the good news that totally wrecks our perception of life and and propels us father into supernatural living in Jesus name amen all right well i wanted to kick off today again in ephesians 4:11 through 12 because we're continuing the discussion around new covenant prophecy and the role of prophets in the new covenant and how um how important that is for the equipping of the body of Christ how important that is for you so that you can fulfill the work of your ministry so that you can fulfill the call of God on your life now ministry in that sense is not necessarily mean that you're running a nonprofit. it just means that you are here you are called to a life of service ministry is just a life of service and as a, a member of the body of Christ as a follower of Jesus you are a part of the kingdom expansion that the father is doing here in the earth and you have a a specific part to play. You have a specific vision that God has for your life. He engineered you, he designed you, he recreated you in Christ for good works, for a purpose, for a specific vision, for a specific cause. And it is so important that you get in position, that I get in position, and that we understand the role of, of the prophetic as we are walking out our ministry because, you know, Jesus, when we read about his ministry and about the call that was on his life, right? He said that he lived in union with the Father and that he only did what he saw the Father doing and he only spoke what the Father was speaking. And really what that means is that he was living prophetically. He was living with activated spiritual senses. He could see what the father was doing. He could see the strategy. He could follow and imitate God. He could imitate the father as he began to see, and he could, he could, he could, He had a a, a vision of what the father was up to, right? And then he he, he heard, he heard from the father. He knew the the father's instructions. He knew what he would do. He told Philip when they were there to feed the multitude, he asked Philip, you know, uh, to to feed the, how are we going to feed the multitude? And he said, it says that he knew what he was going to do. Why did he know what he was going to do? Because he was living prophetically. He had activated spiritual senses And he was connected to the father's agenda. He was connected to the instructions of the father. And it was in that way that he fulfilled his purpose. In John 17, three and four, Jesus said at the end of his life, Father, I have glorified you here on earth. I have finished the work that you have given me to do right? And so that's where we want to be. We want to be at the end of our lives, being able to say the same thing. Father, we have glorified you here on earth because we have finished the work that you gave us to do. And if we are going to finish the work that the Father's given us to do, well, guess what? Number one, we need to know the work that the Father's given us to do, but we also need to know how to to step into that every single day. And in order to do that, guess what? We have to live prophetically. And so I'm going to jump off again today in Ephesians 4, 11 through 12, that talks about the purpose of the ministry gifts of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And as I'm honing in on the prophetic and I'm honing in on the gift and the grace of the prophet, I want you to think about this because the prophet's job is not just to stand on a platform and prophesy things to you. The goal of the prophet is to create you, is to, is to activate in you the prophetic so that you are operating with your five physical senses online, right? You have five, uh, I'm sorry, your spiritual senses. You have five physical uh, senses and you have five spiritual senses. And the role of the prophet is to activate those, to train you and equip you how to see in the spirit, how to hear the voice of God, how to be sensitive to the presence of God. Yes. And how to even smell things in the spirit and taste and see that God is good. Taste things in the spirit. And so, because without that, guess what? We're walking blind. we It's very hard to be led by the Spirit when you don't know what the Spirit is doing, when you can't have a conversation with the person that you're supposed to be following. So living out of a place of spiritual, uh, your spiritual senses is how we walk by faith and not by sight. This is not optional. This is not just for a few prophetic people or just for the prophets. I mean, truly, when the prophetic is when the prophetic gift of the prophet is operating in the way that it's supposed to operate in the body of Christ, well, guess what? The whole body of Christ looks like a prophet, right? It's not about, you know, just a couple of gifted anointed superstars in the body of Christ that can, you know, call out addresses or tell people their birthday and operate in the gifts of the spirit, which is, that's a word of knowledge. No, it's for everyone. It's called the gifts of the Holy spirit. And if you have the Holy spirit, which you do if you are a believer in Jesus and you've been, you know, filled with the Spirit, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Well, guess what? You have the gifts of the Spirit because the gifts belong to a person. It's not something that that you get and go operate independently on your own with, right? No, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit that manifests through you as you abide in Christ and you abide in union with Jesus and with the Father just like Jesus was abiding in union with the Father. So let's read this scripture and let's talk about this because the prophetic is here to equip you. My job is to equip you, right? Emerge exists to equip people to be able to hear God on demand, to be able to see in the spirit and download the vision that God has for their lives. And so in verse 11 here, it says, and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, and some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling, who's calling? The apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors, right? Their calling is to nurture and prepare all of the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. These grace ministries, what? The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher will function until we all attain oneness into the faith, until we all experience, highlight experience, the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ, right? So the prophetic is here and will continue to function until we all attain union, oneness in the faith, oneness with the Son, and we grow into the fullness of the stature of Christ. And so we are here as prophets Two, equip you. We are here to equip you to do your works of service, not be superstars, not be like, wow, look at how much I hear from God. Wow, look at how accurate I am in the gift of prophecy. Wow, look, be wowed by the way that I can operate in the gifts of healing and the gifts of knowledge. And I have this anointing on my life to heal the sick. No, we're here to equip you so that you are a superstar out in the world. You're a superstar in your ministry, doing that ministry supernaturally and drawing people into the body of Christ and enlarging the body of Christ, right? So this is a the call on all of us. We are here to serve and minister out of our gifts, out of our callings, out of our purpose. And you specifically have a purpose. There is a vision for the way that your purpose is supposed to manifest. It is a specific vision, Right. I have a specific way that God has called me to equip believers as a prophet, as an apostle, as a teacher in the body of Christ. And in my case, it looks like something called Emerge School of Transformation and is just as specific as that is in my life. Guess what? There is a specific vision for your life as well. There's a specific vision for your ministry, for your call, for the work that you are here to do. You have work to do. And if you are going to get to the end of your life and say the same words that Jesus did, I have finished the work that God's called me to do, then you're going to need to operate the same way that Jesus did in union with the father, seeing what the father is doing, hearing what the father is doing and being led by the spirit. Because remember, those that are led by the spirit, these are the sons of God. All those who are led by the spirit These are the mature sons of God. You cannot mature as a believer without activated spiritual senses because it is very, very difficult to follow someone and be led by someone when you're blind and deaf and you have no no sense of touch and you have no senses to be able to follow that person. The Holy Spirit is invisible. Jesus is invisible. The kingdom that we live in is invisible. Invisible only, though, to the physical eyes. It is not invisible to the spiritual eyes. It is not inaudible to the spiritual ears. And so we are here to live spiritually. We are here to walk by faith, not by sight. And so we, more than any other skill, we need to be able to hear God. We need to be able to understand how to operate as a spiritual being having a physical experience rather than a physical being having a spiritual experience. I cannot stress the importance of this. I mean, I talk to literally our team. We talk to hundreds of people, you know, every month, really. We talk to so many people who are stuck living in a version of their life that is less than the one that God has ordained for them to be living. They are either, they have no clue about their purpose, or maybe they know that they have a call into ministry or into business or into acting or into the medical field or into politics, whatever that sphere of influence that God has called them to occupy, they may know about it or they may have glimpses of it, but they have no idea how to get into it. Or they they're, they they have an idea about it, but they have no way, they don't know how to continue to fulfill it. And, you know, one of the things that I want to share with you is that one of the big ways that is a key to us fulfilling it is that we need to be connected to the equipping gifts that are there equipping us to fulfill our work of ministry, right? We don't just go to church on Sundays just to, you know, get inspired for the next week, right? To just study the Bible. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, getting inspired is wrong or studying the Bible is wrong, but there is a purpose to this, right? And the purpose is to fulfill the great commission. It's to expand the kingdom. It's to step into our calling and fulfill it because each of us is strategic. It's kind of like If you think about it as an analogy of like the army, right, or the military in any way, shape or form, you need every soldier in position where they're supposed to be at the right time. If the if the mission of of the of the military is going to advance, if they're going to if they're going to take ground against the enemy, whatever that enemy looks like. Right. And they're going there have to has to be a coordinated um, advancement. And so we all have parts to play. We all need to be in the right place at the right time with the right people, speaking the right things, seeing the right things, doing the right things so that the kingdom of God can expand. And too many of us are living off of ministry gifts instead of being developed by ministry gifts so that we can be led by the spirit on our own. We are not, there are no handicapped spirit, there are no handicapped new creations. Meaning there are no blind new creations. There's no blind believers. There's no deaf believers in the body of Christ, although that may be what people are experiencing. And so the role of the prophet is to get and break that blindness off of people, to break that deafness off of people, and to activate them into spiritual maturity and being led by the Spirit into intimacy with God into union with God so that they can be equipped to do what they're here to do. You know the other thing I want to say about this is when we're not when we're not living from that place of union with God seeing what the Father is doing saying what the Father is doing you know what we do we wander. We wander around in the wilderness. We don't go from, you know, straight from A to Z. What we do is we, we, we stumble around trying to get the strategy of God when we're not connected to the correct, you know, ministry gifts that that God has called us. He sets the members of the body of Christ in position as it pleases him. God knows who you are to be connected with. He knows the apostles and the prophets and the teachers and the evangelists and the pastors that have been assigned to you to equip you. And let me tell you, this is not an over-under deal. It's not about you coming under the vision of one person at a church and building a church, right? That's not it. See, apostles and prophets are under their foundational ministries. They're here to equip you, to give you a platform and a solid foundation so that you have no ceiling. It's not an, we're not over you, we're under you. In fact, I correct people if they say, oh, well, I'm under Shalice. No, 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 no one is under me. I'm under you. I'm under you lifting you up. And yes, I have people If I'm going to say people are under me, then they're going to be the apostles and the prophets and the pastors and the evangelists and the teachers that are lifting me up. They're the people that are pouring into me. And I have to even be able to hear God to know who those people are that I'm to be connected to. And it doesn't always mean that it is, you know, there are apostles that are in the marketplace. There are prophets that are called to the marketplace. We have prophetic people in all seven mountains. We have apostles in all seven mountains, pastors, evangelists, and teachers in all seven mountains, because the kingdom is not a church building. The kingdom is not a Sunday service, right? It's a culture. It's a body. It's an organism that is designed to make this planet look like earth. I mean, make this planet look like heaven. It's to make earth look like heaven. And if that's going to happen, that's going to to have to happen in the sphere of influences that permeate all parts of society, right? We are going to need apostles that are over uh, Hollywood, right? That are over government, that are over education. If we want to see the transformation that we want to see in our In our culture, then we need to get out of our Sunday services and we need to get into the spheres of influence and into the callings and into the places that God has called us to serve. And sometimes that looks like you having a mentor that isn't necessarily a traditional mentor even, right? We need to, if you're called to be an actor in Hollywood, well, guess what? You need to align with the gifts that are equipping people for that. You know, in my own ministry, I'm an apostle to the seven mountains. I am here to equip people to succeed in their sphere of influence. That means that we have to get clear. We have to hear God. We have to have the vision. We have to be able to follow the Holy Spirit. We have to have the strategy. We have to have the wisdom. We have to understand the systems that are controlling those mountains, and we have to be free from those systems, right? We can't be under mammon if we're called to business. We can't be under mammon, frankly, if we're called to any of the seven mountains. Why? Because we're called to be masters of money. We're called to be masters of wealth. We are joint heirs with Jesus, the lawful owner of all things. There's nothing this guy doesn't own. He owns Hollywood. He owns Washington, D.C. He owns the U.N. He owns all of it. And we have to be free. We have to be free to follow God, knowing who we are and operating in spiritual senses that can actually see something that our physical senses can't see. We have to be able to hear something that our spiritual senses cannot hear. I mean, that our physical senses cannot hear. And that, beloved, is the role of the prophetic in the new covenant. And maybe I'll even do another series at some point about new covenant apostles, right? Because this is not about you following me, except to the extent that I'm following Christ. This isn't about... You know, and unless it's your assignment, right, to come and be a part of what we're building here, unless that's your call, then that's not your call, right? You're called to build. You're called to be whatever it is God has created you to be, and so that's super, super important. We have got to get out of a church paradigm and into a kingdom paradigm. We are here to impact the world, not be afraid of it, not hide from it not be so separate from it that we have no impact or relevancy to it. No, we are to go into all the world and to demonstrate that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We are here all to evangelize. We are all here to to, to bring people into intimate knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord, as their husband, as as the one who has redeemed them and recreated them to have their own call, to do their own works of ministry, that they have a purpose in the kingdom, that they have a strategic part to play and to wake up others, right? It's time. So we have to wake up. We've got to wake up. We've got to see in the spirit, hear in the spirit, wake up so that we can change the world. We are here to love, not judge we are here to gather not scatter and so we have to get to that place where we are having a continuous encounter with God that is what the prophetic ultimately is about it's about you connecting to God through your own personal encounters and what do I mean by encounters I mean by visions by dreams by supernatural utterances from the from the spirit of God and how do I know this is true is because this is how I live I live in an encounter I live in a conversation with God right and this conversation is necessary if we're going to grow up and live as mature sons right so today I wanted to just I wanted to hone in on a couple of things today, guys, because as again, I said, I talked to so many people who feel stuck, right? They feel stuck in either discovering their purpose. They feel stuck in, in, in some place of launching into their purpose. They feel stuck in, uh, I've launched something, but it's not, it's not really fulfilling its full potential yet. And so I, the first thing that I want to do is I want to help you today get your priorities straight. Okay, because things don't work when we have one foot in the kingdom and one foot in the world, right? Jesus, when he stepped up and he called his disciples to him, you know, whether it was Peter and, and, and he was fishing, he said, you know what, leave your nets and follow me, right? There is a leaving of the old way of operating when we follow Jesus. It's just like the Israelites when they came out of Egypt they had to confront pharaoh right who was controlling their lives through toil and labor with limited resources they had to con- they had to confront that spirit that was operating through pharaoh the spirit of the world and they had to break out of bondage to that system so that they could live in their promised land and the wilderness was all about coming out of that system and going into The new system, the promised land. And in our case, it's about leaving the world system and operating and living from kingdom realities. It's about living supernaturally. And so our priority has to be to make the kingdom our number one priority, not our bills, not whatever else is going on. Because here's the thing when we seek first the kingdom, When we seek the father's agenda for his business, his business is expanding the kingdom. His business is making the planet look like heaven. And when we make that our priority, guess what? It says everything else is added unto us. I call it the Jesus vortex, right? When we organize our lives around our purpose, when we organize our lives around the vision that God has given us and the call that God has given us, when we organize our lives around these things, God takes care of everything else. No soldier goes to war at their own expense. It's really like the military. When you enlist in the military, guess what? Everything is taken care of. They provide your clothes. they provide your housing. they provide your health care. They provide uh everything that you need where you get your groceries i mean it is an, it's it's a it's a culture within the culture and and the government supplies everything that the soldier needs, and in the same way in the kingdom. The government of Jesus, the government is upon his shoulders and and the government of God provides what you need. And what we do when we have one foot in the world and one foot in the system, I'm sorry, one foot in the world system and one foot in the kingdom is that we enter into this place of confusion. And you guys, when I say confusion, it's confusion to creation. It's confusion to the way that human beings are designed to dominate the seen realm, right? Because you and I are co-creators with God and our thoughts are creative. Our words are creative. And if we are in a place of confusion with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom, well, guess what we're sending out? In a sense of we're sending out the vibration and the frequency of confusion to creation, to the universe. All of creation is moaning and groaning for the manifestation of you. the, the, The creation is here to partner with you to get you into your destiny. And when we have one foot in the world and one foot in the system, we are sending, we're we're, we're unsure, we're unclear. It's confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. And it, it sends out confusing signals to creation. But when you are all in. You are seeking first the kingdom of God and you are clear. I am here. I am going to fulfill the call of God on my life. Well, guess what? There's no confusion. And creation begins to partner with you. The universe begins to partner with you to manifest your vision, to manifest the call of God on your life. And it is, it's it's not, it's the vortex. I call it the Jesus vortex. When we seek first the kingdom, everything begins to be added unto us. You know, there was a scripture that I I wanted to go to today that I wanted to remind you of. I've taught on it many times, but this is so important, right? In Ephesians 2.10, in the Amplified Classic version, here's what it says. It says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, which God planned beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made made ready for us to live, okay? Now, first of all, this scripture is saying that you were recreated in Christ for good works, for supernatural exploits. Whenever you see the word work, right? In scripture, there's only two ways that work is gonna happen. One is going to be under human striving and human effort and toil. And one is going to be supernatural. Okay. There's only two ways for this to happen. All right. The curse brought the sweat of toil into the earth and we earned our provision. We earned our keep by the sweat of our brow. It's toil, right? It's exemplified with the Israelites serving Pharaoh and him telling them to make bricks, increase their quota of bricks, and then take away the straw. It is toil. It is heavy labor and it is hard. It is man toiling for their own provision, right? And then there are works which are the supernatural works of God. We talked about this in the last podcast, right? This is where we are co-creating with God. It's where God has spoken all things into existence by his words. I talked about the testimonies of speaking to a rug last week. And getting the pee stain out of a rug by simply speaking to it. There is a supernatural way of working when we are out of toil and in on the kingdom agenda. And so you have been created for supernatural works, right? And these works, these supernatural things that you were created to do before the foundation of the world is the reason you were recreated. You were recreated in Christ for many reasons. I mean, you're recreated in Christ because you're loved, because... That is your true identity. God has seen you and chose you before the foundation of the world. He is expressing himself through you, through his union with you. But these good works is this vision. It's this call. It's this this purpose that you are here to do. And it says that it's predestined. It's already been planned out. You were engineered for your purpose. It's like a chair was made to fulfill the purpose of sitting in it. And you were made to fulfill the purpose of manifesting heaven, of manifesting the nature of God, and of manifesting whatever vision that God has for your life, for a call that God has on your life. And it was engineered. You were engineered for this purpose. And it says that God prepared these works before time began. So in the same time he was engineering you in Christ, And recreating you in Christ before the world began. I mean, I get that Jesus was crucified 2,000 years ago, and then you found out about the gospel in, I don't know, 1987 or something, but 1987 wasn't when this thing started. This thing started before the foundation of the world, and it didn't just start before the foundation of the world, it was finished before the foundation of the world, right? Right? And not only did he prepare this vision and this calling and create you perfectly for it, engineer you by design for it, it says that he prepared paths ahead of time that you would walk in them. So there was a path, there's a purpose, there's a, there's a street, right? That you are called to walk down in the fulfillment of your purpose. And I'm sharing this because I know I'm talking about new covenant prophecy, But if you do not have activated spiritual senses and you do not understand how to be led by the spirit through your spiritual senses and operate in the supernatural, you are not going to get down the path that God prepared ahead of time for you to walk down. This is so precise, you guys. That when Jesus was on the cross and he was saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do you know that he was not speaking those words because God was forsaking him? No, he was quoting a popular psalm at that time that King David had written that was basically a prophecy about who Jesus was. And if you go back and read the the psalm that says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And you keep reading it, it literally talks about what was happening on the cross in that moment. And so people that were watching the crucifixion would have recognized that psalm. They would have read it and they would have recognized, oh my gosh, what's happening on the cross is the fulfillment of the prophecy that was spoken over Jesus. And Jesus was simply speaking the words that were written about him, that were prophesied about him centuries before Is it centuries? I'm not even sure. 400 years, centuries before he was crucified. And beloved, I want to say that there have been words that have been written about you. There's a book in Psalm 139. It talks about it, that all of the days of your life were written in his book before any of them took shape. And so just like Jesus was just saying what the father was saying about him, you and I need to get an agreement and hear the things that have been written about us so that we can say the things that are written about us. Our lives are not unfolding unplanned. We're not a victim of circumstances. We're not under attack. No, all things are working together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. The universe, the creation, it's a friendly place. It has been redeemed by Jesus. We are not in a war. The war has been won. The only battle is to labor, to enter into rest, and to sit down in heavenly places so that we can see things from God's perspective. We can see them as finished. We can see the things that he's called us to do, and we can say what he has said about us. We can get into agreement. And you guys, that's exactly, I mean, not to make it about Emerge, but that's exactly what we do in the school, right? We are getting in agreement with what God has spoken about us. We are getting the definition of the five most important questions that you can ask and answer. Who is God? Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I headed? And how do I get there? Because the answers to these questions have been predetermined. They have been answered before not only you were born, but they were answered before anybody was born. They were answered before the foundation of the world. And prophetically is how you connect to them. Prophetically is how you download them. And the the specifics of what you need are available to you. If God can download the ark, And the plan to to Noah, who wasn't even a new covenant believer, how much more is he willing to share what he's doing and the path that he has before us? He didn't design this path so that we wouldn't walk on it. He didn't go to all this trouble to engineer you for a specific purpose and a specific call and not have the path for you to get there. All right. The problem for most of us is that we are trapped. We are trapped in the natural realm. We are trapped in in our physical senses, in our intellect and in our analyzing brains, trying to figure this thing out. And it's not a figure it out. It's a revelation. It's a it's 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 a encounter with God. It's a conversation with God. And many times, yes, it's only a step at a time. But that step leads to the next step, leads to the next step, leads to the next step. And when you grasp that, when you seek first the kingdom, when you seek the step, that you are to take. And in many times, it looks like aligning with a particular gift, aligning with a particular mentor who has the strategy, who has wisdom, that's an imparting to you. Like I'm aligned with people. There's no way that I would be fulfilling the call to the degree that I'm fulfilling my call today if I was not aligned with coaches and mentors that can see beyond where I see, that have walked the path further than I've walked and I'm learning and I'm being equipped by them constantly. And I invest really heavily in those resources. Why? Because God's the provider of those resources that I'm investing, and they are necessary for me to fulfill the call of God in my life. And so many times we go in circles because we don't know who the Moses is in our life. Yes, the prophetic is here to equip you, but it's also here to mature you and All of the gifts are here to grow you into the place where you are operating like Jesus. And so I guess the the thing that I want to share with you today, and I really felt this when I was praying, is that there is a vortex. There is a place where the life doesn't happen to you, where life is happening for you. And it requires a different perspective. It requires you to let go of this, I'm under attack paradigm into how is what is happening in my life perfect, how is it the perfect circumstance to develop me into who God has created me to be, right? How is what is happening in my life a catalyst to propel me further, to propel me forward like a storm is to an eagle? How is this squeezing me into the path that God has designed for me. How is this closing doors that I'm not called to walk through? How is this opening doors that I wouldn't have seen if I wasn't in this set of circumstances? And I know that this is a different paradigm than maybe what you have been taught, but it is scriptural. When God says all things work together for good, he means that. When he says to count it all joy, when we when we come into diverse trials and temptations because the the the, the trying of our faith produces patience, and when patience has its perfect work, we are left wanting nothing, there is a a, a, a joy that happens. I mean, the Apostle Paul over and over would say, this imprisonment is for your good. This imprisonment is for the the furthering of my ministry. The more that I'm in bondage, the more the gospel is set free. So he had a different perspective on the trials. He wasn't saying, oh, the enemy is attacking me. He's like, no, God is using this. God is using this for good. No matter what the enemy brings, God's just going to use it for good. And so that's one perspective shift that you, you know, that, that a prophetic vision gives you access to. It's a vision that, that, that is required if you're going to partner with creation to manifest heaven and partner through your union with God to take steps of faith that he's asking you to take. And so a really simple prayer that we can pray is that we can just simply begin to, 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 um, Declare that, Father, we are on the path that you prepared for us. We are on the path that you've ordained for us. We're doing the good works that you've called us to do. And life is showing up for us. The circumstances are showing up for us day after day after day. The things that we are encountering are developing the muscle that we need to, to have to fulfill our destiny. It's developing patience. It's developing all kinds of virtue in our life. It's requiring us to walk by faith and see the unseen and declare things as though they be not as though they are, in order to to operate like a son, right? Jesus spoke to storms. He rebuked fig trees. He lived supernaturally. He overcame over and over again, glorifying God with every bit of resistance, with anything that showed up that was not like heaven. And beloved, in order to do that, it requires that we see and hear what the Father is doing. And so the prophetic is here to equip you, it's here to um, propel you, and it's here to mentor you into the fullness of the stature of Jesus. And I guess the last thing that I want to encourage you with today is just to really dive into this Ephesians 2.10 and begin to declare that over your life. Begin to speak that you are who God says you are. Begin, and, and if you don't have encounters and you're not sure yet, well, you know what? Speak that you are a new creation. Speak that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Speak that you put on Christ. Speak the word of God about you. I spoke Ephesians 17 and 18 for a year, not years, I don't know how long, but it was that I've been granted the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, God. And the eyes of my understanding are enlightened and I know the hope of my calling. And guess what started happening? My eyes started getting enlightened. I started getting revelation because I was speaking the truth over myself. And so I talked last podcast and last last time about the power of our words to manifest heaven. And so beloved, that is a aspect of the prophetic. It is creative, and when we speak the word of God and we get into alignment, seeking first that 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 heaven, we begin to say, "No, I am committed to fulfilling the call of God in my life. I am going to seek first the kingdom. I'm entering into the Jesus vortex." Uh, The creation is showing up for me. I am expecting provision. I'm expecting whatever I need is a next step. I have the next step. Let there be light. I've got it. I'm going for it. And God, you revealing it to me. And I'm taking that step. There's no, nothing that can stop me. I'm taking that step. I'm sold out and I'm going for it. And I'm aligning with those that you've called me to align with. And we're making supernatural progress together, Father. And so this mentality that you're hearing me me speak today is the mentality of what what a mature son looks like, right? There's nothing that you can throw at us that is going to keep us from fulfilling our destiny. Why? Because we're clear. We're clear. We're in union. We're hearing. We're seeing. And we're moving forward based upon what the father is saying and what he is doing. So, beloved, You know, there's a lot that I've shared today. This is definitely, I mean, I was in the seven mountains at one point. I was in all kinds of different areas today in this broadcast. So this is definitely something that you want to listen to more than once. You want to go back to it and really press into what is the what is the nugget? What is the thing that God is speaking to me to do as a result of what I've heard today? What is the one instruction? What is the seed that was supposed to be planted in my heart, whether that's Ephesians 4.10, whether that's. Ephesians, uh, sorry, sorry. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, whether that's Ephesians 2, 10, whether that is discovering your purpose. I mean, speaking, whatever it is, I just release right now that you have the nugget, you have the instruction. You have the course correction. You have the the truth that sets you free. There's a mind renewal or a a, a challenge that God, something challenged you in this broadcast that God wants you to take some time to unpack and digest and re-listen to and pray through. And beloved, as you do that, you are going to be propelled forward. And I also just release now an impartation of the activation of your spiritual senses. Father, I thank you that they can hear you clearly, that they can see in the spirit that all five of their spiritual senses are in operation and online, and that the spirit of wisdom and revelation is operating in them right now, and that the eyes of their understanding are enlightened. And so beloved, hear and do. That's the best advice I can give you because that's what spiritual maturity looks like. You just hear and do. Whatever he says to do, Just do it. So have a great week. Have a supernatural week. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.